Hey, what's up, everybody? Right. It's me. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, it's you too. What's up, Dreaded? Yeah, it's me. It's us. This is Dreaded Challenger. This is the Angry Challenger. And uh, we just thought we would just uh, just start up the old podcast machine and and just want to. I just you know what? From my point of view, you know, Evo two thousand fifteen, the largest uh, fighting game tournament ever in the history of ever. Uh, just happened, so I just thought, hey, why not? Why not have a podcast that you know just have a free flowing conversation about this? Yeah, man. Uh, I, shout uh, out I didn't actually watch any of the Evo streams because you know I've been traveling overseas and whatnot. But I have watched a lot of the highlights for some of the finals, and I like what I see, man. You know, I really wish I could have gotten more into it, but uh, situation with the job and all that. Yeah, man, life happens. Life happens. I mean, for me, I got to watch the pools. I, I got to watch some of the opening rounds with some of the bigger names in the in the, in the Street Fighter community. I watched a little bit of also not just Street Fighter. I, I actually watched a little bit of Marvel, and I was confused. But I so I got to I got to watch the live streams, and then I I made sure to cut all distractions to watch some of the finals. So I got to see the finals, see how all that played out, and it was maddening. But what I wanted to talk about today with y'all is something that's on my mind. See, I've got lots of interests. You know, I'm a I like music. I like playing music. I like playing music live. You know, I like fitness. You know, into some anime here and there. Watch Baki. Watch um, Baki. Watch, watch Baki. And you know, of course, of course, fighting games. But you know what, man? I really love sports. I love, I love football, both college and pro. I can't have one without the other. I'm really looking forward to football season coming. Yeah. It's, this is, by the way, we're we're at the end of July. This is the dead season of sports. Uh, NBA Finals is over. We're in the doldrums of basketball, and all I'm getting is like crumbs of free agency football and like injury reports from my Texans. So there's no sports going on. And so it's a wonderful time to to make sure to carve out a, a a nice chunk of time to watch an Evo stream because I love sports and I also love fighting games. So I'm not, you know, I'm just saying I, I got a lot of interest in sports is one of them. And I was just thinking to myself, man, I, I listen to a lot of sports radio. I still listen to a lot of sports podcasts, which, you know, I'm pretty stoked to be doing a podcast with you here, Angry. Yes, yes. But I love sports. And you know what? I just want to say, of all the e-sports, if that's what they're being called these days, fighting games just have to be just the most perfect kind genre of game to be an e-sport. I agree um, with you. And man. I like it. Like. Like I, it's gotten to the point where I enjoy watching these streams or watching these events or, or hearing about it and following my favorite, you know, esports athletes, um, just as much as I like following, you know, guys on the, like the Texans or, or you know, or my, my my favorite college team or my favorite pro teams, my favorite basketball teams. It's I'm finding it very compelling as a sport itself, and I wanted to get this out there to make a case that. Fighting games are just as compelling as any sport that I watch, or you know. And I know it's not for everybody. I know it's generational. Not everybody's into 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 video games and fighting games in particular. But you're listening to our podcast. But if you just if you like playing games, if you like playing Tekken, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, whatever, and and you're not you're not watching this like as a spectator sport, you really should. What do you think, Jarvis? I agree with you, man. I uh, you know. I'm not really that big into sports like you are, but I really like martial arts and fighting games, particularly King of Fighters 99 got me 
and through martial arts, Taekwondo. Really like Kim Kwan. Side note, whatever. But for word me, right, word. I Justice. enjoy the passion of the play. And since I have an understanding of the game, I like to see all the subtle little things going on with the spacing and the footsies and the zoning. All the fundamentals rolled up into one. All the advanced play. Stuff that you think you'd only see in combo videos happening in a tournament. All that stress. People just performing at their top level under duress. It's, to me, it's amazing. It's compelling. It's fun. It's exciting. Watching highlight reels, I love doing that. Oh, um, man, I, yeah, I really highlight enjoy reels. It. And the best thing about stuff like Evo is you have these great players that spend hours a day training, and it gives them a chance to go get sponsored, get paid a little money for what they do. And it gives the games exposure, like we were talking about a few days ago, the whole Sports Center deal. So it's pretty cool. Now, yeah, man. besides all that, I think a lot of people who aren't into video games or into sports might not understand everything going on that makes fighting games, video game sports so exciting. Because, like I've said so many times before, if you don't have that understanding, that basic level of understanding, you're not really going to get you know, what's going on. That's why a lot of people trash on League of Legends and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Strike. Because even though I know those games are hard, I don't quite understand the metagame, the advanced tactics. So while yeah. I do appreciate what's going on because, you know, I am a PC gamer, most people don't. Fighting games, people grew up with Street Fighter 2, People can see the energy. It's a competition between two people. I can probably guess that more people, if you're like your average person, have played Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, Mortal Kombat, or some variation thereof than people who have played, say, League of Legends or some other competitive game like that. Absolutely. And you know what? You know, we're, we're, we're about the fighting games. I'm glad you brought up League of Legends. Because um, like you said, your average person, in, especially in, you know, in the West, everybody has heard of, everybody's played some sort of fighting game. Mostly Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, or the big two in the United States. But here's the thing. You bring up League of Legends, and, and, and let me tell you, I, from what I hear, League of Legends is huge. Yes. But for someone, for as a sport, you know, I don't understand League of Legends. I, I watched I watched a little bit of uh, I guess some highlights of a League of Legends competition, which was huge. You know, sold out an arena, and I'm like, that's really cool. And I hear like StarCraft is really huge in Korea and all that stuff. But here's a, here's the thing about fighting games. When you're watching a fighting game, there are two people, there are two health bars and a timer. There's a clear cut winner, unless it's a draw. But in that case, it's a draw. So. It's really competition in the purest sense, and that's why I think it makes for such a compelling esport. You know, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with like this League of Legends and, this, and you know Counter Strike that that don't really lend themselves to clear cut understanding. When you see that the that the the dude in red just beat the heck out of the dude in blue and just stole all of his life bar like lunch money, you know who's dominant. Yeah. You know why they're dominant. You see the you, you see the momentum. You see the punches. You see the fireballs. 
know what I'm saying? You might not understand all the metagame. You might not understand the links. You might not understand all the tactics and the sweat and the perseverance that these – you might not know who the people are behind those guys. But when you're watching it, it's competition and, and it's real and it's right there. Yeah, can I you know, speak just to like, that? Yeah, absolutely, Yeah, let me, let me speak to that real quick because, man, we've hosted several Call of Duty tournaments both together, alone, whatever, you know. And I can tell you the hardest thing about competitive eSport gaming – and the difference between what you were saying with the red guy versus the blue guy and first-person shooters or Dota-type games like that, the problem is in a first-person shooter, in Dota, in League of Legends, you have many monitors all showing different things. So the announcers, the staff, they've got to flip to all these different screens to keep you in the action. Think about sports like baseball, football, you know, the focus is on the ball and the player. Anybody yeah. watching can see that singular event. There's so much stuff going on in Counter-Strike. Like, you're trying to set up a bomb. You got people camping. You got people on offense. You got people on defense. There's so much stuff going on, but you can only see it through one screen at a time. And you can split those screens up, but it's really hard to take all that in if you don't have a basic understanding of the game. For a fighting game... You have all of your action, well, most fighting games, you have all of your action on one screen. Smash Brothers, PlayStation All-Stars, going all the way back to Power Stone. Those games have like four people, or in the case of the newest Smash Brothers, up to eight people, all on one screen. When you can consolidate all the action in the game to one screen so that your audience, whether they're well-versed in the history of the game, the background, how to play or whatever, or not, at the very least, they can see everything going on so that afterwards, when you recap, you can kind of explain to them rather than saying, okay, well, while this guy was doing this, yeah, he was getting some mad headshots. Yeah, you know, he, he wiped the entire team. But while he was doing that, some other guy over here off screen was doing this. That doesn't translate well to your average person. Absolutely, man. Man, it's one-on-one. It's -on -one. You know, fighting is like the... the the most basic sport there, there, there really can be in it. And, and it really lends itself. And just like, you know, I love, I love football, but I, I'm going to tell you, you know, I couldn't really tell you all the ins and outs, all of the different defenses and uh, all of the cover three and the difference between a nickel and a dime and like, Oh, they're in a pistol or, you know, you know, I, I know some of that, not all of it, you know, and I've been watching football almost all my life. And that's, it might be the same thing with, with fighting games, you might not understand all of it, but you can understand enough. And with good announcers that have knowledge of the game and you're watching it and they're explaining to you, oh, that was a setup right there. If he presses any buttons, he's going to get beat because he put them in the situation. Your eyes start to get open and you start getting really honed in. It's, it's really an, an awesome thing to watch. And, and ever since I started watching these uh, competitive screen, it's really sucked me in as a, as a sport into itself. The other stuff, I'm not knocking it. I'm just not into it. It's it's really hard to get into. Um, and I think for anyone who's watching who's not into it, I think you're missing out on a lot of fun. And also, if you want to get good at this at these games, if you want to get good at Tekken or Street Fighter, yeah, watch Evo. Watch how the pros do it. You know what I'm saying? And for sports fans, if you're listening out there, I'm going to break it down like this. If I could compare fighting game, professional 
fighting game play to any sport, it would probably not be boxing, not be mixed martial arts. It's probably more like tennis. And the reason I say that is because although it is like, you know, quote unquote contact, you know, you're punching each other in the face. With boxing, the organization is different. You can only box. You only have like a boxing match two or three times a year at the most, you know, four if you're young and in shape and, and you haven't been punched in the face too much. Hmm. So the structure's different. There's one champion and everybody contends until you fight that one champion. When you fight that one champion, you walk away with the belt. Not so much with Street Fighter. It's more like tennis because tennis is one-on-one. It's played in a number of matches, in a number of sets, and you have tournaments like the British Open. Or when, you know, uh, no, that British Open is golf. Like Wimbledon or, you know, the Australia Open, these, these big competitions, these big individuals, you know, you have like Andy Roddick or Serena Williams. They show up and they put on their, their best performance. And all of those attract professionally per season. And nowadays, what uh, at least with Cap, what Capcom is doing, and this is just for right now for Street Fighter 4, but soon to be Street Fighter 5. And I hope, I hope we get to see this. There's something called the Capcom Pro Tour where – any professional gamer who goes into these specific Capcom Pro Tour tournaments, they get points based on their um, their performances in these tournaments. And, you know, let's say you place top eight at Evo, you're going to get a number of points. And then if you win one of these major tournaments, you get an automatic berth. And then the top, I want to say 32, uh, they changed it, they, they opened it up. The top 32 players in the world come together to play a, a large tournament called the Capcom Pro Tour. And then at the end, it's like, okay, here's all these tournaments worldwide, and all these people show up and play these tournaments. And then at the end, if you have, if you qualify for them, you can go to the big one. And last year, uh, a gentleman named Momochi took it, and right now he's on a roll. He's probably the best, not the most well known. That would be Daigo, but probably the the top Street Fighter player in the world right now. Uh, he won it last year, and it looks like he's the favorite to win it this year. It's all very fun to follow. And it's all very much like tennis. It's head-to-head, but it's repetitive. You travel around the world. You play in all these different tournaments. You get these different scenes. So, you know, playing in Japan is not quite like playing in the States, not like playing in Europe, not like playing in Singapore. But the game's the same. The game travels with you. And it's very exciting to watch it all play out. So I'm, I don't, I'm not saying that I'm a huge tennis fan, but the, the flow of the season is with it because it – because it doesn't have a season like basketball season or football season. It's all year round. There's tournaments all over the world. You get to and, and it's cool because in order to follow your favorite tennis player, you just like, hey, what tournaments are my favorite tennis players going to? I've got my favorite Street Fighter uh, players and, and Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom players, and I follow them. Just my personal favorite. I'm not saying he's the best, but you know my boy Eduardo, yes, uh, Eduardo Perez, yeah, um, my boy. EGPR Balrog. Yes. Uh, right now he's got 98, 98 uh, points and he's uh, in 17th place in the uh, Capcom Pro Tour chase. He hasn't won yet, so he hasn't qualified, but he's 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 in the running. But that's that's what you know. It's like him, Justin Wong, Daigo. I, I like to follow these guys. Their personalities and they're the closest things you have to sports stars in the fighting game community. It's it's all very very fun, and I love the way it's evolving. Yeah, man. Uh, I really like your insight on that, and it is really cool that we can follow the players we like. Maybe I want to go and I want to watch Kazunoko. I can go find a stream with him, and I can figure out, you know, I can jump on his Twitter, 
and I can see, hey, where's, where's Kaz going? Where's, where's Ricky going? Where's Justin Wong going? Combo Fiend, he was a player. He was playing a lot of tournaments and whatnot in Marvel 3. Now he works for Now Capcom. he's a big dog programming. Yeah, man, he's yeah. in there getting it. And it's really cool that the industry is so close to the player base. And that's really important. Now, I'm not saying that other video game sports out there aren't as close to their player base, and I'm definitely not saying that there aren't superstars in other gaming realms, because I went to London for London Comic Con, and I ran into a top Dota player, and that man had a crowd of people around him wanting to shake his <laughs> hand, wanting to take pictures with him. I took a picture with him. I don't remember the guy's name. I'm sorry, guy, if you're listening and you remember that one instance in front of the video game bar. But I will say that, yeah, these people are celebrities in their own way. But it's really cool I brings up following your players because it is a lot like professional sports. You want to follow. Back in the day when I was a kid, you know, I like Chicago Bulls. I like Jordan. I like Scottie Pippen. I like my boy Tony Kukoc. Don't, don't joke on me. <laughs> Tony Kukoc is my boy, okay? <laughs> Everybody oh. laughs at me. Tony Kukos, oh, yeah. he was there. He put in some work on the championship he teams. He put in some work, all right? He was, I, he was guarding the fourth best player on their team. Yeah, he was man. Rebounding. Yeah, man. Anyway, yeah. it's really yeah. cool that now we have this pro tour where Pierre Balrog plays a set amount of tournaments. He plays online. He gets points. He qualifies. It's exciting. It just revs it up. And next thing you know, we're at Capcom Cup. Who's going to win? Infiltration. Yo, those Capcom, man. Those Capcom Cup uh, uh, matches are ridiculous. Yeah, man. You've got the best in the world competing. And seeing Infiltration win Cross Tekken and Street Fighter Four that one year. Oh, when he beat Daigo. Like, man, what is going on right now? Yeah. I like Infiltration. I like Infiltration a lot. Yeah. A lot. I mean,. It's it, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know what the most beautiful thing is? Anytime you want to watch some amazing, amazing high level quality, this stuff is all on YouTube. You can type in Evo 2014 Top Eight, and there's and there's there you can watch. You type in Evo 2015, you can watch the losers bracket where. You know, PR Balrog eliminated Kazunoko in a thrilling fashion and then gets wasted by uh, Nemo, what, who I forget who it was, but the Rolento. Uh, or you can watch the grand finals. What was that one with Momochi? It was, I think it was Momochi and Daigo, where Daigo hit that 25 hit combo. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was, that was uh, Southeast Asia. That was the Southeast Asia. Um, uh, it's seen S E A M, uh, Southeast Asia minor uh, majors, Southeast Asia majors, and the the grand finals was the Michael Jordan of the game of the fighting game community, Daigo Umahara, the Beast works you know on Team Mad Cats, which I'll get to the teams in a second versus uh, versus Momochi, and it was just Evil Ryu versus Ken, and it was so tight and so ferocious and so ridiculous. And you, you know if you love these games and you want to get better. You got to watch the best. You got to learn from the best. I, I love that it's all on YouTube. Yeah, man. It's, it's really great because I'm not going to say this is a problem with professional sports because, you know, they're an IP. But if you were to upload that stuff to YouTube and it gets too popular, it's going to get removed. 
But the video yeah, because they're trying to protect it. The video game industry, unless you're Nintendo, Nintendo like three years ago, they want their games out there. They want people to see yeah. the excitement. They want to grow their audience. Now, I'm sure Dreaded and I can go over how commentators could be better, how tutorial modes could be yeah. better, how the most basic aspects of the game, like the focus on dexterity versus strategy, could be improved to get more people. But just the fact that you can jump on social media and repost a YouTube video and get 2 million views and not have to worry about Capcom saying, take that down, please. That's fantastic. I can show anybody the, the Evo number 37 moment anywhere. Yeah. You just type the... in Evo moment 37, pull it up, and send it to somebody. And I show them, look at this parry real quick. Yeah, that's the immaculate reception of the fighting game community. That is that is that like that one play. I think I think that's probably the most famous play in all of football. Evo moment thirty number thirty seven was the most is the most famous uh, moment of all the fighting games. Not saying that there's not other amazing moments out there, but that one is definitely. If you ask any person who, who follows professional fighting games and you ask them what's the moment, that's that. That's I the think moment. that's like the uh, the linchpin right there. That's a really open. Oh yeah. Up how amazing fighting games could be to the general public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if you've never watched two people ever play Street Fighter before, listen to the crowd. That's another thing. You know, you go to a football game. Uh, okay, I went to Texas A&M University. Take your shots, if you will. Post hate in the comments. I don't care. Giga Maggie's. <laughs> but when, when that many people are screaming that loud at a football game, there's nothing like it. And that was there. That's there every time in Evo. That's there every time, uh, you know, something amazing happens. That was there at that moment 37. That whole room is going bananas. Just so crazy. There's a, a there's rivalries. The USA-Japan rivalry is real. We're getting crushed, but still, it's real. <laughs> and, you know, so there's real there's, – I'm just saying there's real passion and real energy. The same energy that I see when I go to an Aggies game, more so than, you know – than when I go to a Texans game, but that's pro, you know, is there at these tournaments. And it's so much fun to watch, even though I can only stream it. One of these days I'd like to go to a live event. So actually, so I can actually take it in and then I can tell you with more experience. It's just, you know, getting to these tournaments. I live in Houston. I know there's some in Houston. I haven't been able to get to one. One of these days, uh, it's on my bucket list. I'd like to attend an Evo, uh, hopefully within the next five years. Yeah, Ushikan was definitely not enough for us. Uh, no. Uh, you won if she got I, I did. You, you took that home. I'm really sad that what happened happened. But yeah. anyway, we can talk about the difference between competing in a tournament and just playing by yourself or online with another person later. But could you go into what you were saying about teams? Oh, yeah. This is – okay. This is a really cool thing. The The closest thing I know about this is in – is in mixed martial arts where people belong to gyms, but they fight individual. So what you're going to see in these uh, in, in in the Street Fighter community, they're not just not, it's not just Daigo Umahara, it's MCZ Daigo Umahara. You might you might wonder what the heck is that line? What does that all mean? There's teams. Basically, what that is is like a sponsorship. And these people who go out there and play this video game, they're getting sponsorships. They're joining teams, and they're what they're doing is they're they're actually getting a stipend. They're getting it's a endorsement money. To play these games, you got the big one, the Nike of the fighting game community. The, like Nike is to, to basketball, Mad Cats is 
to fighting games. Mad, St- Mad Cats makes the fight sticks. Yeah. Uh, this isn't a plug for Mad Cats. It's just the truth, you know. You also have Razor. You have all these different, uh, you know, companies that make the peripherals. Yep. Mad Cats is one of the big guys. Mad Cats signed uh, Daigo. Mad Cats signed Mago, Takedo. You know, all these different high, high level players. To constantly, you know, you, if you ever see them and they're playing and they got four red slashes across their chest, they're signed by Mad Cats. It's kind of a big thing. There's other teams that come together. They're like media teams. Or, or just uh, you know, they come together. They get they, and it's a pool of sponsorships. One specifically, Evil Genius. Mm-hmm. Now, Evil Genius signs a lot of top uh, American players, but they have also signed Momochi. Right now, the top player in the world. So, Team Evil Genius has like Momochi, uh, Justin Wong, K. Brad, Chaco Blanca is indeed Evil Genius because okay. Chaco Blanca and Momochi are married. Yeah, okay. it's E. G. Chaco Blanca. One of the only female, one of the only female um, fighting game things. But it's just cool. You don't have to have a women's division in fighting games. They yeah. need to expand that. But you know, there's other like media groups like AVM, Gamer Bees, AVM. Uh, so these people come together. They pull money to get to get endorsements, and that helps them do their travel. And, you know, and they buy their sticks, and, and they get some money on the side. Stuff teams like Liquid or, 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 or uh, Chamba. Uh, it's or Kanba or whatever. There's another fighting stick that yeah, uh, Razor. Um, so there's all kind of different ca- uh, Kappa Ori Focus Attack, which is a website that sells uh, yes. fighting and peripheral accessories. Ryan Hart out of UK is is signed on. Um, Smug just got signed on. Whew. I think yeah, Smug got signed by Pi. But anyway, there it's like these cool teams and they train together. So a lot of times you'll see like PL Batrock will be fighting some Mad Cats guy and you'll have you'll see Justin Wong and, and Cabra out there coaching them. It's like a team. Sometimes they fight up, sometimes they have to fight each other because it's an individual sport. But it's really cool to see this camaraderie brewing, you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's, it's it's a nice it's a nice interesting wrinkle. And like I said, that's not in that's not in professional sports other than um in mixed martial arts where you have these, you know, teams like you know, American Top King, uh, uh, or American Kick, Kick, Kickboxing Academy, or you know, Jackson MMA in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, or whatever. It's just really cool to see and follow. Yeah, man. I think that uh, the teams are great because it gives people who wouldn't be able to travel. You know, somebody can be really awesome. Like in, I don't know, you have a really good player on the West Coast, a really great player, and he just shines, but he can't really travel. There's a chance. Yeah. So that, he'll he'll win NorCal finals like all the time, but he can't get to New Jersey. Yeah, there's a chance that, you know, maybe a company will pick him up and they'll pay for his travel and his hotel and they'll give him a stick. And yeah, he might have to pay for food and all that out of pocket, but now he can travel. He can compete. It makes them want to play more. The more stress you take off the player to get where they need to go so they can actually work and have another job. Because, unfortunately, there's not a lot of money in fighting game esports as compa- compared to, like, League of Legends, where there's millions of dollars and they're filling up arenas. So, sponsorships like Mad Cats, Evil Geniuses, Pi, all those are great because it gives players a chance to meet each other because fighting games are an international sport. I'm really happy that I can see that on YouTube and I can watch streams of evo and one day maybe there'll be a new challengers team you know i mean there's a hitbox oh man can you just picture that nc angry <laughs> challenger 
Oh man. That'd we will fantastic. sponsor you, man. We will send you overseas. Man. I will go somewhere and I will lose <laughs> so bad. But I will do it. Well, one day as, we can drink. I will do it as charismatically as possible. Oh man, you will be so hyped. I will listen. Be. I gotta say this. There's never been a better time to jump on this sport right now than right now. You got your superstars. You got your history. You got your moments. You have amazing tournaments happening around the world. The only thing we're missing is having this stuff up on Fox Sports or ESPN. But mark my words, there's going to be an E-ESPN or something mainstream. I know that G4TV almost had it, got canceled, whatever. You just wait. You just wait. One of these days, you will be seeing highlights from Capcom Pro Tour or, or Evo 2020 on on sports feed talking about Peyton Manning's third retirement. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to happen. Or the, the latest Kobe Bryant rant where he's getting paid $50 million to do nothing. Um, it's going to be up there. Like, like get on it now. Start, start typing in these. these uh, just get on Google. Type in EVO space 2015. And you can see all kind of games. And now we've been we've been focusing on the Capcom side because they got the Capcom Pro Tour. But tell them about the games. Tell them. Tell them about the games that were at Evo. Tell them about all the different games that are being played on a competitive level. I'm talking about pretty much anything you can imagine, man. Everything from just about everything. Where's Marvel, as they like to say? Street Fighter Four. You got the Capcom side. You know. You got Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear is on the main stage of Evo. You got Mortal Kombat X. That's up there too. And another great thing about now, particularly when I was coming up, there was a time where fighting games were dead. And people were telling me that 2D was out. 3D was in. Tekken was going to run the streets. Virtual Fighter was going to run the streets. And I was telling people, I don't think that's going to happen. Those games are too hard for your normal person. Next thing you know, Street Fighter 4 comes out turns everything on his head. Mortal Kombat 9 comes out. All of a sudden, it's not just Street Fighter. People are getting their Mortal Kombat fix now. And we've got Killer Instinct out. We've got Mortal Kombat X. we got Street Fighter 5 about to drop. All those Atlas games. And we've got all these games that have appeared on EVO. Not just this year. We had KOF 13 up there. King of Fighters. My love. We've got... Obscure game. Like, just this year, I got an email. I was a backer for Yadagarasu. Yadagarasu had a Mad Cats booth. They had 96 people in their tournament at Evolution. Okay, that's crazy. And this... That is... That is a kickstarted or Indiegogo. That is an Indiegogo campaign game made by some devs from the SNK side. And they went to Evo. They got a booth. And they made it happen. 96 people isn't a lot of people for Evo because Evo is huge. But the fact that they were able to throw something together is fantastic. Last year, Chaos Code had a tournament. The character that was voted the lowest tier, Bravo, got second place at the side tournament. There's side tournaments. That's games hype. like Skullgirls and stuff like that going on. And you've got major yeah, games man. up there talking Blaze Blue, talking Guilty Gear. <laughs> Really Smash awesome Brothers of all on. things? Smash Brothers? People said that Melee was dead. People had to lug around their CRT televisions, you know. And now we've got a new Smash Brothers out. Melee is still alive. 
Brawl is somehow doing, doing something. And then the new Smash Brothers is out there as well. We see communities. I know. Like Street Fighter, Marvel, Mortal Kombat, they haven't had to fight as hard as games like Smash. But when you see games like Smash raising money for breast cancer awareness, when you see all these players lugging in their TVs, their own controllers, making it happen, when you see these side tournaments pulling 96 people just to come and play for fun, that's what makes EVO great. It's international. You can pull anybody in, practically anybody. You don't need to be in the best condition to pick up a controller, a stick, a hitbox, a pad, anything to go and play one-on-one -on -one versus someone else. You don't need to be some seven-foot-tall monster. You just need to have a passion to want to play. And that's why I love fighting games. I can play with anybody. Yeah. I can teach anybody. And it's fantastic. Absolutely. And all these people that we're talking about, all these superstars, like it's not at the point right now where someone's going to get signed for $7 million for to play or, or, or be like Tiger Woods and play 32 and still make $500,000. These guys that are your superstars at this point, at this juncture, yeah, there's big money at Evo. Don't get me wrong. Someone probably made $100,000 after expenses. I'm, I'm just saying. There's mo there's real money on the line here, but these people are just like you and me. Daigo Umahara uh, has a job. He has a Pierre Balrog. He has, you know, I think he's a program or something. They have families. They actually have bills to play and everything. So dig. So right now, there's a barrier for you to get to the NBA. There's definitely a barrier for you to get into the NFL. I I love football. I love basketball, but uh, I'm five six. I would get destroyed unless I'm a punter and I would still get destroyed. But listen, if I put in the work, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm probably not ever going to like, you know, make top eight at Evo ever. But, but the thing is, it could be you. It's a, I'm talking about professional, you know, this, this stuff right here, but it could be you. There's a, there's a gentleman and I don't even know who he is. I don't even know who he is. I was checking in on the stream. I was yeah. looking at Evo. I was keeping up with the stats Next thing I know, there's this guy named AI AI from Japan. Yes. In top eight. Top eight at Evo. I had never heard of this dude before. There's absolutely no information in, of him on the Capcom Pro Tour site. They don't know. This guy came out of nowhere and, and placed top eight. I'm just saying. It can't just be any of us, but it could be you. These are everyday people just becoming amazing because of their passion. Yeah, it's not just – I hear this a lot from new players. They're all like – Oh, man, my little cousin could beat you in street fighter. It's not little kids. These are people that are older yeah. than me. I'm 29 years old. There's dudes out there who are in their 30s, their mid-30s, that are just getting it. How old is Alex Valle? I don't for a know. while, man. And yeah. You know, it's that generation. It's, it's, our, it's, that, it's that generation that, that was around when Street Fighter Two took it, yeah, you know, went into stride. Alex and then Valle the fighting game. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I remember how, how old I was when I first started playing Street Fighter. I was in, you know, freaking grade school. Yeah. So it's that, it's that generation that's coming up. So the next wave is going to come up, and it's going to replace the old school. You know, Daigo's going to have to retire, and, you know, one day. And someone's gonna, some young guy is going to replace him. It's, it's, it's just get on now, guys. Start watching now. Um, I'm going to see if I can drum up some of my favorite clips 
so I can post it under the comments of this bad boy when it gets posted. Uh, I'm getting so hyped up just talking about it, man. I'm so glad we did this pod. Yeah, man. It was really great today. And I just want to close it out by saying if you like getting hyped watching people beat each other up, you need you need to watch Baki. Just just watch Baki. Baki the Grappler. Baki the Grappler. Read it. Watch it. I don't care. Everything relates to Baki. Everything. It's 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 a classic anime. It's a classic manga. It's about fighting. It's it's really hype. It's complete. Baki's the dude. You don't need to worry you know, about keeping up with it. It's completed. I mean, it's not completed it's in a done. place that it's makes me happy. There. I mean, I'm very upset of what no, it's completed, but yeah, you know, cliffhangers. But uh, I mean, if you watch the anime, it, it's 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 pretty amazing. It's fun. It's old school, you know, uh, and it's awesome. And everything in life uh, relates to Baki. Everything important in life relates to Baki. Every, everything important. You know? All the minor things, you know, like taxes. When I'm at love and all when i'm at work you know and i'm like man i don't know if i'm gonna get this promotion man you know what i start thinking in my head the the theme song from baki comes up i get really <laughs> pumped up i flex my back muscles and i go out there and i i get on that paperwork man. i get on those tps reports heck yeah man when i feel like i don't need to go to the gym i just i just imagine i get those endorphins you know and ah and i get it you know what i'm saying oh man oh man oh man, oh, man. so much better you'll watch baki watch it well anyway thanks for joining us today and every day um if you like what you see here once again check us out on youtube and the faces book i am on twitter this is our podcast on soundcloud and uh until the next challenge remember doing that till the next challenge